Mary set out and went as quickly as she could to a town in the hill country of Judah. She went into Zechariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. Now, as soon as Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. She gave a loud cry and said, Of all women, you are the most blessed, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Why should I be honored with a visit from the mother of my Lord? For the moment your greeting reached my ears, the child in my womb leapt with for joy. Yes, blessed is she who believed that the promise made her by the Lord would be fulfilled. The Gospel of the Lord. This Gospel is given to us to prepare for the coming of Jesus at Bethlehem. It's the fourth Sunday, so it's not far. And still we have to live this very day as much as we can. And you see how intimate it is. Mary, Elizabeth, two women, two mother, each of them bearing a child in, a, in their womb. That's the immediate preparation that is given to us. All the focus, if you are attentive to this gospel, is on Jesus. Mary bears Jesus in her womb. Elizabeth blesses the Virgin Mary because of Jesus and because of John the Baptist in her own womb that in a miraculous way salutes the coming of Jesus, first prophecy of John the Baptist. And uh, the words that are said, they, it's the greeting of Elizabeth by Elizabeth and it's the words we like so much to repeat when we say the Hail Mary. Blessed art thou amongst women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. And then there will be the Magnificat of the Virgin Mary. What Elizabeth stresses is that all this happens because of the faith of Mary. It's her, in her faith that she is blessed because she has believed in the word of the, God, of the Lord, in the word that was brought forward by the angel Gabriel and that is going to shape all the coming years and the cooperation of the Virgin Mary, it's her faith. It's got to be the same with us, 
brothers and sisters. We have the gift. The gift is given to us. No problem. The gift of the birth of Jesus and the gift that the second reading remembers us of the redemption. All that is given to us. So where do we cooperate? What's the first cooperation we are asked? The first one. Leading to all the other ones. It's our faith. And this faith we show at Mars very specially with the consecration. This is my body and we adore. The bread and the wine transformed in the body and blood of Christ. It's a great moment where we express our faith. And it's true because somebody who is not a Christian entering in the church will not understand. It's the mystery of faith. It's the secret of our faith. It is like the seal in our baptized soul of our faith. And from there, everything is going to be derived. You've got like two steps, I would say, in our faith. Of course, Joseph. Now, Joseph, he shows the link in between faith and obedience. Everything he is, act, he is asked, he is going to do. He is a perfect servant. Perfect. And we can very much admire him for that. And we must ask him to be as helpful and obedient as he is. When there is a motion of the Holy Spirit in us to be able to say, yes, my Lord, Yes, I will do this. Well, I will do this service. There is something beautiful in the service of Joseph. There is something beautiful in the service of God. Because service is a beautiful way to show in action our faith, our love. But Mary goes further. Mary goes further because she wants to understand. And she says it to the angel Gabriel. She says, how is it going to happen? Not, she has no doubt. Elizabeth says it. And it's, we see it throughout the, the gospel. No doubt at all. But she wants to cooperate. And there is a sign of that is that the angel has said something that could be a sign for anybody else but the Virgin Mary. Your cousin Elizabeth has conceived and she is already as a third month. Because nothing is impossible to God. Well, Mary doesn't need that sign. Her faith is so translucid that she doesn't need that sign. But she is going to take advantage of that sign to go and visit Elizabeth and help Elizabeth. And that's the way the Virgin Mary cooperates in her soul. 
in her prayer, in her contemplative life. And we are called the same. Jesus says, I don't call you anymore servants. I call you friends. And that's what our faith is. And that's where the Virgin Mary we need. Because she is going to make us friends of Jesus. And to understand Christmas not only as a rite, which is very beautiful, with the children, with the joy, with the stars sometimes in the streets of London. All this is good, but it's not enough. We are Christians. And we've got to get much further. Jesus, as the one of the blessings says, the poor amongst the poor. He wanted to be born like this, in solitude, in silence. Not enough place for him. That is our Savior. That is the one we welcome. And we are united with Mary and Joseph in our adoration. And there will be, I'm sure, a little time of silence. Maybe in the family, before the gifts or whatever, the crib is there. Mary, Joseph, on Christmas Day we can put the newborn Jesus and have a little moment of silence and peace to first welcome Jesus as he wants to be welcomed. The feast will come afterwards. But there is a need first for our soul to breathe. And there we need silence. Brothers and sisters, a monk in the States been 70 years of monastery life as a Trappist. Was an obituary in a very famous non-Christian <laughs> magazine, <laughs> The Economist, just to tell which one it is, on him. Because many people were touched by him. And his great lesson throughout all his life the importance of silence. It's true silence that we can hear God. I think that this message we can take with ourselves for Christmas. To have a little moment of silent prayer in front of Jesus and be able to share with the faith, the hope, and the love of the Virgin Mary and Saint Joseph. Amen.